This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system.
said that the last three ones anyway. Cold start. I think I've said that the last three ones anyway. We have Brendan Ald of Black Blood Audio, Resin Tomb, Snorlax, Feculent, and Descent. Fuck, any more? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that covers the bases. No, I mean, that's that's I mean it, that's a typical thing usually that you hear of a drummer uh, playing in so many different bands and shit. But as a uh, guitarist, that's, a, that's not as common, but also still pretty fucking cool. You know, where, where do you get the time for all that shit, honestly? Do you have any time? Uh, no, I'm pretty booked out most days yeah I'm, impre- <laughs> I'm impressed that i managed to get you I, I guess getting you at the house was the the only way to do it i think yeah only yeah, one was rescheduled so that's good yeah yeah well I, I i had you in mind to come on at some point early on but it was just a matter of getting around to asking that's always the biggest thing is like because it's only it's only a, like a fortnightly time that i schedule but you got to try and make like because if if plans fail like within like the last minute which has happened before and i mean it did happen um with us it's all right it's not a dig (laughs) uh the next night anyway i went out and did a a live recording anyway just to make up for it and then i did another one on sunday so i got a couple banked up and doing another one now and then i have the studio next week but if it falls out last minute sort of thing it's very hard to just be like hey do you want to do a podcast like you know um but it is what it is and coming in like the, whole, the fucking setup here is awesome i love it thanks man. you know and, and, I, and i guess being a carpenter as well makes that kind of like not just a it's i mean what you're doing here as well by recording bands and, and putting putting them out and whatnot like as much of it is a, a gig that you do it's a hobby as yeah. well so you got the best of both worlds really yeah i might have gone a bit overboard it took me over six months to build the studio I probably could have done it quicker if I would just didn't have that carpenter mind telling me to stop and do things correctly all the way. Well, just... that must work out well for the sound then. It sounds like if you've done it the right way, and I mean, like, it, it's a pretty good, reputable name and bands that have come through your 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 uh, your recording company. Like, that's pretty sick. Oh well, yeah, I just try my best, really. Yeah, well, that... <laughs> everyone that comes in, I just try and make sound as good as i can and like uh, a lot of it is up to the band yeah i can only do so much but um yeah you, you i'm grateful just... for the bands that have trusted me at this point it's mm-hmm. still pretty early you know i think i've only been doing this for like seven years so it's that's still like, a fair time though i suppose yeah like... lots of just crappier recordings of my <laughs> band in the beginning <laughs> it takes its time it's it's a work in progress yeah. like it, with anything the more you do it the better you get at it it's not like if it's something that you continually do the, you just want to get you'll naturally want to get better at it you want to find better ways to to make a certain sound a certain way that you're just not getting it might be too grainy and or or well, this or that but it might work with a certain band and you'll keep that in the back of your mind and there's yeah. obviously constantly constant thoughts it's always good to have a level of experimentation still on the table Mm. when bands come in like it's excellent when they're super organized and they know their songs but it's also good when they have that little bit of kind of like oh let's try something here just you know that feeling of being in the studio and it's like this might have got an idea this might work and those little last minute things always kind of turn a turn a recording around yeah if it's not sounding too interesting it's always those little extra things that weren't planned that end up being like the 
sort of cherries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, that goes that goes without saying as well. Like, cause you just it's on the spot sort of thing, and you're like, oh, this is actually kind of fucking cool. Yeah, I, can't, I thought of that right. Those little moments. Yeah, that's the good stuff where you're like, okay, today was awesome. That yeah, was great. I yeah. Something new, experiment worked out, or maybe it didn't. Either way, it was fun to do that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So seven years you've been doing this. How long? When was it exactly that? you got into music to begin with like when did it start for you really uh, i think i started playing guitar at like 15 mm-hmm. just playing chili willy uh chili peppers and chili willies <laughs> yeah chili willies <laughs> uh and you know queens of the stone age stuff like that and eventually started wanting to learn how to play parkway drive songs and sort of once you down tune you go into drop tuning it's hard to come back so it was just heavy stages more and more from that point on it was from hardcore to death metal and everything in between really really similar sort of um path that i had to once i hit down down tuning like drop tuning shit like drop a was my favorite for ages yeah. and then and then for a period drop g was as well and i even got like fucking thicker strings to go for it and shit and it was like that rattling sound that you were getting yeah, that's really low <laughs> yeah i know i love that so much i think that was uh, that was when before the throne was still a band back in the day and they i found out they were playing in drop g and it was like a cross between this sort of hardcore uh deathcore sort of sound um they they and they were just so like so full of like that ragey hate sort of shit and yeah they were like fuck your god i'm like 16 and i'm like yes <laughs> i love this yeah um still one of my favorite bands like they have such a raw recording still like up on youtube or some shit that i listen to every now and then yeah, right. you know it's, it, it just reminds me of like back when i was like playing in that drop tuning and shit um yeah, yeah and it was around the same time too 15 yeah. picked up a guitar first thing i tried to start learn was master of puppets and i was like oh, nah, yeah. maybe we should start a little bit easier you know <laughs> got yeah. the got the intro going and shit and then it just got more into the song and i'm like fuck dude i just picked this up like a week ago what are you expecting <laughs> you know this is how this is how you kill your kill your passion you know yeah. you start out way too hard no I, I did the exact same thing when uh horizons came out oh parkway yeah yeah it was sort of like i just wanted to learn all those songs and i just didn't give up played them to death until i finally sort of like it's horizons it's like, all right i get the chugs i get i get all this palm mute and stuff this is like this is what i want to do now yeah, yeah it was but, was horizons the one that had um dead man's chest on it yeah yeah right like that one the intro or whatever just sounds ridiculously mm. like that low open tuning that yeah. they play you're just like oh that's 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 pretty chunky i like that and that's what that's what got a lot of people into it early on too it was like as much shit as they get as they get now or whatever parkway was fucking huge on so many people yeah yeah i remember yeah. driving to the sunny coast just to go watch them play in like a what like a pcyc oh <laughs> was it nearball awesome. pcyc or some shit that was up there or that they went to i remember staying at dicky beach or somewhere near there i guess okay <laughs> black box theater i know was one up there for a while i never got a chance to see any shows up there at that point but i remember i saw I, I wish I, I think it was at like the Namble High School from memory at this point because the venue had to change at like one of the last minutes and it was um, Signal the Firing Squad, um, Aversion's Crown and Make Them Suffer, yeah, I think true. it was. 
Um, I was a huge fan. I still am a huge fan of Magnum Supper. I got them fucking tattooed on my leg. Yes. Uh, you know, like they've they were one of those bands that you really got into, sort of thing. And back yeah, that then, Neverbloom album was pretty huge. Oh yeah, and that's what I got. That's what I got oh, done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I got done because it was such a fucking good album. And uh, I I got on I, I get on well with Sean and Chris who. Chris is the old bassist, the one of the original bassists, and that's that's how I got to know those guys was through them. I was over in Perth, and uh, just happened to buy, he was handing out flyers for their like first show, and I was actually over there to see Sweatfest, um, oh, okay. which was Parkway Drive, uh, Suicide Silence, A Day to Remember, and Acacia Strain. Oh man, um, be a while before you see a lineup like that on a show again. Eh? I know, right? I love those <laughs> those sort of shows. Don't happen as much anymore, which is kind of devastating. Um, I miss I miss the Princess Theatre as as a venue. Like that oh, one was yeah. so good. Yeah, that one I saw. So Damn, much I forgot about the Princess yeah. Theatre. That is a good venue, man. It, I it, hope someone brings. I mean, they probably it's not. owned. I think it's owned by like some Christian group now or some shit, and they only put on like like weddings and like events and shit uh, so i don't know you got fun memories of that place I, I know that they did a show there maybe about a year or two ago and it was like she cries wolf and oh, okay. a couple of other ones and it was definitely the sort of like one of those reminiscent sort of shows because yeah. like that was the first one that had been done there in like fucking five or six years yeah. or something good to know that it's still a possibility i hope it does yeah because it was such an easy venue to get to as well you just get off at the martyr hospital busway stop and mm -hmm. you just walk across the road and you're there yeah it was so easy that's why i went to it so many times like that's where i saw thy art for the first time as oh, yeah. well and that was with i saw them with their first vocalist as well and then then i saw them with their uh, with CJ when he mm -hmm. just joined as well. I saw them uh, at the Princess Theatre as well yeah. uh, when they just brought CJ on. And that was fucking wild too. Just yeah. like that little stage. And then like, again, another band that just is doing so fucking well now as well. Like where they are. And, yeah, yeah. Like where they are and what they're doing. Um, the Red Shore was another All one. All the I saw bands there. you mentioned in that gig before, like the Versions Crown, mm. Diart, like they're all playing huge tours in like stuff in all around europe and everywhere like yeah they're massive but they play in brisbane and that's like people i don't know aren't as receptive it's like if it rains they won't come oh <laughs> it's like they're yeah, so kind the of like picky as to what shows they want to go to the weather's like, such an asshole like to, you... how can you go to back the hometown heroes it's it's one of those things like if if those bands start doing really well then it's going to reflect well on the whole city's sort of yeah i i, I don't know what, why that is i I'd love to see those bands play in their home cities more, honestly. I'd love to, yeah. I, I mean, I'd always try to get out to those shows, Rain, Hail or Shine. Yeah. You know, it, I guess I'm a bit of a shit now where sometimes it's not so much the weather per se, but if it it, it is when I'm driving, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'll be like, oh, do I want to deal with this shit right now? Like it's fucking piercing down. Like, yeah. is it worth it? You know, so yes, I do do it sometimes and I get it, but like I will do my fucking damnedest if, to try and get to a friend's show if I can, you know, or work around it one way or another. Um, because yeah, oh, you, can't, like, you can't go to them all. I've tried, like, uh, it's, it's when I first moved, like within 10 minutes of the city, I would like go to gigs on Thursday nights just by myself. I just mm -hmm. wanted to go, like, I'd, you can't go to them all, but as much as you try, yeah, you just can't. And, and doing this podcast and shit, I get to meet really interesting people and like 
really interesting musicians too and i want to check out those gigs as well but mm. like quite often now that i do this i like I, I actively see who's doing shows and whatnot and then i'll like maybe share them on my feed or stories or whatever and it's like i'll put three or four out and i'll be like holy fuck there's like four or five shows that i've just shared that are all on the same night and i would love to go to every one of them yeah. but i can't be in five places at once god damn it you know so it, it, i i get it there's there's it's, a, it's almost like an ebb and flow basically yeah you know you've got to kind of pick it which one's that the oh my god I yeah do you have a good show coming up though yeah yeah that's right disentomb and shackles and resin tomb and i can't remember what's that one called uh deliquous deliquous i think it means like the liquid that's left over after a corpse is uh like fully just decomposed oh right yeah it's pretty gnarly <laughs> what? Oh, I, had to, I had to google that one that's that's fucking death metal for you though isn't yeah. it just trying to find the most brutal bullshit name could only be a death metal band name yeah could you imagine that in a pop like pop punk scene or like any of that yeah it's <laughs> gonna be their first their first show too is it okay yeah. so local as well or no they're from melbourne really so okay the bass player of disentomb yeah uh him and two other guys i think they're a three-piece through that band so he's Ooh. coming up to play with disentomb and he's going to bring them along as well so yeah okay really stoked that that five day lockdown's all finished and hopefully um, oh yeah right. <laughs> they're not gonna have any issues coming up now but yeah that shows uh tickets are selling like pretty good it's oh are they awesome fuck. Well, i'm glad i got paid tonight then shit it's good timing um fuck yeah and the last time i saw disentomb was um dead of winter that's when i saw them last oh yep uh, just after their record came yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're just fucking ridiculous live. Like I, I got because I um I got my I, I did a recording with um Carolyn who was one of the organisers of Dead of Winter. Yeah. And she got me in and was like, yeah, like, and I did a couple of like live recordings, but I kind of fucked them up, and I was also kind of drunk as well while I was doing it. I'm like, half these recordings are garbage, and it's not even their fault; it's mine. Like, because yeah. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> like, no, I can't put these out. That's fucked. And it, it got me a chance to, like, go go into, like, the green rooms and shit and, like, have a chat to a couple of people. Like, I was talking to Juddy from Shandy and fucking Disables and all these other bands that he's played in. And that's the thing, too. I found out, like, he's been in, he's been around playing for so fucking long that he's, he's been in heaps of bands. And I can't remember even... I can't even remember half of them. And, yeah, I, was I think it was the guitarist of... I was talking to the guitarist of this and to him. I actually got Caleb to come in the back with us. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, fucking come on, man. come on, we'll, we'll go have a chat. Fuck it, who cares? It's the end of the night anyway. And yeah, we were in the back having a chat to like the guitarist afterwards, and I was just like, man, you, you guys are fucking like psycho. How do you actually come up with this sort of shit? Like, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Like the more the more you like, I guess, read into it, like writing it musically, you just what goes through your fucking head like in in coming up with this sort of shit like yeah those it, guys are a like world-class band right under our noses eh? <laughs> and yeah the exposure of those guys as well is very uh i wouldn't say it's it's not there at all it is but like considering how big and where they've toured and what they've done and how long they've been around for you hear them and you're like oh yeah that's fuck yeah yeah. it's not like oh really like fucking they're, they're playing a show again or whatever it's like yeah. oh yeah this too 
Yeah. And it sucks. No, like, I, I, I really, like, even if they weren't from Brisbane, that last record they put out was, that was awesome. It yeah. was. It just, uh, it was really good. <laughs> balls to the wall in your face. It was just like, just yeah. like original too. Yeah. It, they, they didn't, they didn't really stray too far away from what they were already doing, but the things they added to it only made it better. Yeah. It's just crazy. Crazy technicality that goes into it. And it doesn't seem like it, I guess, when you're like, if you're just sitting back and not like kind of like half paying attention, it can just sound like a wall of noise. Mm. But just everything that they do is just, yeah, yeah, it's just fucking insane. So, yeah, that show is on uh, the 1st of April yep. at the zoo. And you say tickets are going like hotcakes. So, best be getting that soon. Yeah, res- uh, Shackles is playing that one as well. Yeah, Shackles. I've seen so many fucking times and the best times honestly though is like when they play in the small venues I think one of yeah. my favourite ones was when they played at um, the Bowls Club at Green Slopes or oh, whatever yeah. <laughs> just the it was like a floor show too and it was just fucking mental like yeah. just in, in your face shit and I'm like oh, I love that nothing nothing better just to see a bunch of bodies just like fucking going nuts and shit <laughs> and like sometimes you want to get among, get amongst it and get in, get in the hype and shit but then like nowadays it's usually like one in four I'll yeah. probably there, there'll be a one in four chance I'll probably do it right it, either I'll be sitting back and enjoying it just go fuck yeah it's just the oh is this the biannual mosh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah that's right I've got to pick my tonight tonight is, is, the, is, the, is this the night that I fuck my neck up for good you know and then have to explain to the boss why I can't come in oh I headbang too hard yeah <laughs> nah those guys have been playing their new songs at gigs for a while now but mm. Now the record's out and I know them, I'm super keen to see them. They're, super, they're always tight anyway. It's, it's going to be that, the same that, excellent then, show. Their new release as well is just... oh, It's so good. Yeah, it's powerful stuff, eh? It just, There's a lot of songs as well. Yeah. It's not it's not like a short change. That they've, they've really just maxed it out. I that, like it. That again is just another thing of like that grindy aspect that I love about those guys is that they have a lot of songs that are usually between no like between one minute and no longer than two yeah and that's what all, all they need to be is just yeah. and they make it work eh? i think their longest song on their new record was maybe like two minutes 30 or two minutes 40 or something like that like not one cracks three minutes i don't think yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, you keep it short and simple yeah. that's the best part and then yeah your band as well resin tomb mm-hmm. uh so tell us a little bit about resin tomb i kind of get it from the first half of the name um so what about yeah so the the background behind resin tomb um it's basically myself and matt and perry um we used to all play in siberian hell sounds together mm-hmm. um we're doing this project just like kind of just going for all the things that we wanted to do um that i don't know it's hard to explain it's sort of like you don't try and do anything it's just what comes out yeah <laughs> and then so because you got a clean slate and you're with a new perspective you kind of don't have any boundaries mm-hmm. and the songs just came out that way it's really weird i guess i was listening to a lot of ulcerate you probably hear that immediately <laughs> but like a little bit a little bit uh i did get that real like that black metal sort of vibe you yeah. know especially with penance that intro as well i fucking love that intro i've got that usually on one of my um work work jam playlists yeah. or whatever when i have that at work if i'm in feeling in a mood 
Um, I've got a whole bunch of like just like stupid heavy songs and shit that I just yeah. jam out at work while I'm like lifting drums and whatnot because it's a workout, eh? Yeah. Uh, don't underestimate like a warehouse job if it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, for a workout. If you do it, if, if it's the right environment and like the right kind of work that you're lifting and shit, like I'm lifting on average 20, 20 litre drums. Yeah. You know, so. Sweat up a storm very easily. Absolutely. And it's a fucking sauna in there too. It's not in the sun, but I mean the warehouse is. So yeah. it just warms up. And you're just like, I'm a hot little buttercup and I just want to fucking get in the air con as soon <laughs> as possible. But I'm sweating it out and choosing to have long hair and have a beard and all that bullshit. If you want to be cooler, then just just go fucking, um, just go clean slate. Yes. <laughs> Queensland summer definitely makes you question having long hair. It does. Sure. Every time. Every time. It's just like one of those bullshit hot days. You're like... I think today might be the day. You know? <laughs> just cut it off. I'm just, just I'll, I'm going to get the bun real tight, and you're just going to snip, 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 and we're just going to go from that. I don't care what it looks like. But yeah, sorry, a uh, bit off track with that. Yeah, <laughs> resin, resin tomb definitely has that. Uh, to me, anyway, that sort of black metally vibe. But the the what's the influence for that one? Like, is there sort of like a lyrical or, or storytelling uh, aspect to it at all? Or is it just no. more so your influences that, yeah. that come out in it? Yeah, I mean, uh, the topics are all sort of s scattered through the songs on the EP. They do have uh, an overall theme. I should know what that is, but I don't. I think it's dealing <laughs> with, like, internal demons and that type of thing. There's a song about trepidation. Yeah. Like, when you know they drill a hole through someone's head and then try and anyway yeah yeah <laughs> but like it's all sort of just clouded in metaphors so like even i don't really understand it okay. <laughs> yeah. in terms of the lyrics like we just want it sonically to punch you in the face like that's that's the main goal it was like let's try and do something that doesn't have any d beats kind of death metal but also kind of black metal and like we listen to a lot of grind at work yeah oh, i uh sometimes work with matt the vocalist so we bounce oh, bands okay, off each yeah. other all day. So I guess Resin Tomb's inadvertently like a combination of all the stuff that we just show each other every day at work, which can be like anything from, you know, McGrew to Grind to like Aborted. And then the next day he'll be like, oh, check out this punk band. And then before you know it, we're listening to like Fleetwood Mac or something. Like, yeah, it, it's, okay. It's, it's a whole bunch of different music. So to say that we were just like trying to do one thing's not really accurate, even though it did come out kind of just came out really well yeah, like I, I i really enjoy the release too and the fucking cassette is so cool like that, i was talking to you earlier about that <laughs> like the the slime green sort of uh the slime green look and shit i didn't even think about that he sent the like uh like the catalog had a whole bunch of different ones and as soon as i saw the fluorescent green i was like yeah that's it that's, yeah there's no other question that's so good yeah <laughs> Uh, so you would almost say really like Resin Tomb sort of like a, uh, like I wouldn't say a hobby project, but like it's a, it, it's a sort of a fun thing that you and your mates get together to sort of like get yeah. your release out and, yeah. and, and jam. As much as it's a hobby, it's really stressful though. Those songs are <laughs> like super unforgiving to play because yeah. they're all just kind of like woven with a really thin sort of like, there's not a lot that ties them together if I, if. If I hit one note wrong, it stands out super, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Okay. So, so, like, it's kind of stressful. Yeah. I think the idea of playing shows for that band, but we'll get there. It'll be sweet. Is it's, this it's a hobby, but, like, uh, I don't I don't just, like, 
take the piss of being practice. I of still course, have to try right, so hard. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah. There's there's the fine line between like doing it and fucking up and like taking the piss. Yeah. And, and like taking the piss, but like I don't know if I'd let a hobby seriously. band get that serious. To be honest, it's like it's kind of it's almost like what inadvertently happened with Snorlax. Yeah. That was kind of like a joke thing, and then it got taken seriously and. <laughs> now there's like you just well fuck i should go with it then yeah hey. guess i'll write another one <laughs> yeah because like i've i've seen like the response for that shit too is that it's pretty pretty uh widely considered as a, like a solid release and yeah like people are like when when's more shit coming out for that it's like and i'm thinking to myself fuck this sounds like in how many bands and there's like Every time we put something out, there's like, oh, yeah, 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 bring out something more. This is good. This is great. It's like, fuck, guys. Yeah. I just put something out. Bask in it now. Maybe it's not this one that you want, but for Christ's sake, I'm still doing shit. Leave me alone. Let me let me do some shit myself, right? Uh, I figure that while the riffs are there, I might as well record them. I'll, I'll run out of ideas eventually one day, so might as well just like strike while they're there. If the, <laughs> and, and as long as I think, yeah, like you've got the drive and the passion there still like for it. So while it's there, fucking, yeah, you just got to feed off that shit. Yeah. And, it, and I think, it, I, honestly, it, it does show because it's not, it's not garbage that's coming out. Like it's good writing. It's good music that's coming out. And I'm not just sucking up to you or anything here. Like it's, it's good quality metal writing that's coming out of what what you're doing with the projects that you do and it's always a fucking uh it's always a nice thing to see something new on the horizon or a new band or a new show uh that you're getting involved in because you just kind of know that it's going to be good oh you know like there's gonna yeah you're welcome it's sometimes i feel like i'm just spewing out garbage constantly so it's good to know it's not all well it, it does well half the half the thing about metal anyway is taking the piss i think because half the lyrics are fucking garbage like you know like especially in the death metal shit like fucking why are you singing about ripping someone's throat out and shoving it up their ass like yeah you know sometimes i just think like i get it it's satirical in your mind but like you're thinking up this shit that's fucked up yeah you know like there's a line i guess it's yeah depends how serious you take it like i mean it's fun. It's <laughs> someone funny. someone said to me one time like the the best death metal should make you giggle just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear that. it be like. Haha. Look, Cannibal Corpse is one of my favorite bands of all time, and yet still some of their songs make me fucking laugh just because how stupid their fucking lyrics are, and like you know they're clearly taking the piss, and you you get that like because of what they do in their pastimes. They're all fucking old and like have family lives and shit. It, yeah. Minus the exception of Pat O'Brien, who hopefully is okay yeah. and whatever's happening with that. But, like, you know, he had skulls in his house and shit. He was living the fucking cannibal corpse shit. I mean, yeah, you know? once you get replaced by Eric Rutan, I don't know if you're coming back, eh? Oh, yeah. And, like, I saw that too and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> because, like, I I was always a huge fan of Hate Eternal. And, and the fact that when I got into Cannibal, it was the fact that they went through, I think it was Manor Burn Studios or some shit like that, which was Eric Rutan's uh, recording studio. And that's when they did Kill. Oh, yeah, that, that album's amazing, yeah. Oh, yes. And that's that's what got, like, because I heard all the other shit. And then I was thinking, you know, when you, when you hear that there's kind of on that same sound or trend, that they'll kind of stick with it if they've done it for so long, right? And then Kill came out. And, like, the whole tone and composure of the, of the music 
it was just really crisp and raw fucking in your face and just sounded completely yeah. different from that the was rest. A it was a super like, powerful record especially for when it came out yeah it like, like 21 or something sorry when did that come out oh kills 06 okay. that one came there out yeah but like Can- no cannibal has been going since 90 though yeah. like and like they've had what 90 was eaten back to life and again the, that artwork and everything when they came out they got banned in like a couple of countries and shit and this is how the the, the times have changed you know like i think there i think there's still a condition in place with cannibal that they can play a certain song uh which song is it fuck i wish i could remember um one of their songs or whatever or their albums got banned over there for a while so they couldn't play it yeah but then they lifted the band but they couldn't play it live or some shit like that um i mean i could see how someone would take offense just reading mm. the song name sometimes yeah like, yeah like, of course blood and stripped raped and strangled it's like okay it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty full-on yeah <laughs> it's it's like what the fuck bro um I think it, I think what it had. I, I don't know which song it was. I think it was some one of the ones off um, uh, Tomb of the Mutilated. Uh, they couldn't play a certain song, and then I think they either played uh, "I Come Blood" or and forgive me for this one, "Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt." I think <laughs> I think that's the one they played instead. They're like, we can't play this song, but we'll play that instead. Yeah. You know, in Germany, where like some of their shit used to be banned, like. yeah like you gotta know at some point with some of them that they're taking the piss like for fuck's sake Slayer Tom Araya is a Catholic for Christ's sake (laughs) you know and he's in a band that is all about like hail Satan and shit I didn't know that yeah he's he's a he's a Catholic man like that's (laughs) does that it just blows your mind like blows the whole world open I mean uh, when your band gets to that point you're probably playing a character for sure you know what right? I mean like, yeah Fred like, Durst isn't really a jock that walks around in basketball shorts with his cap backwards every day he's just he's just being that dude because he knows he's going to sell records any money <laughs> though tells me that when they were at their peak like back then and that was his image he absolutely would have been doing that oh you clean into it when yeah <laughs> fucking oath he would and then obviously once all like the craziness like of getting famous and that big or whatever he would have been like fuck I can't do this anymore yeah. and would have started dressing normal and being like fuck off don't take photos of me and all that shit probably <laughs> would have happened any money but yeah like you get to that level of like craziness and like you just don't know what's going to happen Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen and you've again Eric Rudin was, is just a fucking animal and Hate Eternal has been one of my favourites I think it was uh, Bringer of Storms or that might be the song or that's that's the album that got me into them as well and i got to see hate eternal too oh wow fuck when was that that was at the hi-fi and like um there was a good period of like in the early uh 2010s 2010 era like that there were a bunch of like u.s bands and shit that were just coming over and playing like a bunch of death metal bands and shit uh, and they were playing at the Hi-Fi or Max Watts before it fucking... I missed the Hi-Fi. It was a good venue. It was a good venue. I saw a lot of gigs there. Uh, Napalm Death and Dying Fetus did a tour there. Yep. Death, uh, Disentomb opened for that. I didn't know it was Disentomb, though. 
And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, yeah. You know, I had no idea who was opening that night, but I just really wanted to see. Again, another one, Dying Fetus, for fuck's sake. Yeah. They have a song called Kill Your Mother and Rape Your Dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, Obviously not serious. Just, come on, right? Yeah, like, it's this, like, early 90s sort of raw death metal sound. Like, of course, yeah. like, that's the era that you would write shit like that. I've got, I've got it in my head when he's, like, saying it. He's like, kill your mother and rape your fucking dog. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. How can you get halfway through that shit and believe, like, what yeah. you're saying and not, like, just go, oh, what am I doing? But, yeah, Dying Fetus, Napalm Death, that was fucking sick. And then, um... What was it? Uh, Joffrey Cowboy came and played with. Oh wait, who did they fucking play with? Um, uh, it's, it's funny at the time when you go into all these gigs, you're just like, yeah, this is awesome, whatever. You don't think it's gonna be like something you look back on and go, oh shit, that was a golden era. I should have oh, seized that a little harder. Oh my god, yeah. And I thought that at my, at the time too. Like I said, there's like if I if I do this now and then they come back and then shit hits the fan or whatever. I can at least say that I've seen them before, you know? So I went through that phase of like wanting to see everyone and do yeah. whatever. And yeah, so the first one, it was, um, oh, this is really fucking annoying me. Oh, it was Decapitated with um, Psychroptic, uh, Origin, and Misery Index. Oh, oh man. Yeah, right. That's a great lineup. I know. And again, like we were saying before, those lineups aren't like that these nah. days anymore. It's hard. You, know, you might get one of them. Yeah. And then you'll have all the supports, like the local supports or interstate supports or whatever it is. Um, and then, good drummers on that lineup. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, oh, dude, Origin was insane. Yeah, John's like, a... That one, else. that was one, one of the reasons why I wanted to go to that gig more than anything. And then to hear Sphere of Madness by Decapitated, like the one that everyone knows with the, the fucking... The double kicks at the star where it's like yeah everyone knows that and i'm like yes <laughs> so good to see it live uh and then there were, oh it was behemoth mm -hmm. job for a cowboy and goat whore as well oh yeah yeah that one uh that was that's, fucking cool yeah that's a sick lineup i know and like three international bands like good luck getting one these days to come out let alone yeah. like three and then the I other one i remember seeing uh goat whore play at crowbar i think they played and played a saturday night and then they did another one on the sunday just like on a whim sort of thing oh really so we got to see like like right up close intimate kind of set with them it was awesome just like they they were good standing right in front of yeah, the dude yeah, just yeah, absorbing right. every riff being like oh this is like a lesson in how to play guitar <laughs> <laughs> you start getting critical of yourself you're like fuck this is what i should be like yeah. like dude they were they were pretty good and i didn't really know them that well at that point but i'm like oh yeah fuck definite sort of like thrashy black vibes and shit and i'm like i dig it i dig it no wonder why they're playing with behemoth isn't it funny yeah. how like all those bands like to the naked ear if you played all those bands it'd be like oh they they just sound the same to me to, yeah. to the average person but like it's quite a dynamic uh like it, span of of different heavy bands there in one lineup it's kind of they kind of like all fit in that sort of genre of death metal but they're like different variants of it like yeah. there's some that are kind of technical some that are very technical and then some that kind of just stick to that like sort of sort of modern death metal sound and just run with it yeah. and you know like it's 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 crazy that it's so hard to see shows like that now too because i mean again like this year and last year and the whole covid shit 
fucked up a lot of stuff. But even before that, it was sort of dying off anyway. Venues were shutting down. It was getting harder and harder to have like a, a stable venue that wasn't like your usual like one or two like Brightside and Crowbar for one point were like the main two, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like maybe the Zoo would would put on a few shows, um, but the consistency was always usually like any of the the heavier bands that were like popular would go to like Brightside or fucking uh, Crowbar. Yeah, and that's so fucking limiting. Like it, yeah. I miss all ages shows. Like, I, I miss like Soundwave. As I know some people didn't like it, but that was, but that it was really a... good exposure to be able to just see so many different heavy bands all in one day. It, it, that, was, that was really cool. Man, Meshuggah, seeing Meshuggah live uh, was an experience as well. I just loved the fact watching cunts trying to fucking headbang to that too. <laughs> it's always the funniest as They'll well. They'll get ya. Yeah, 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 right? You just watch this guy and he's like, you know, he's enjoying it. He's just doing this, like the standard one, but he's like doing it offbeat and you're just like watching from the background. You're like... Or even "Ah, when you think ah." you've got it, they just like, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever. I don't care. And try and predict the snare. It's not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and Metallica, even like just for the nostalgia thing, like I I would never have gone to one of the magnetic tours or any of that that they Mm -hmm. did. But like you were saying... the the tours that were happening before everything started getting cancelled, they were sort of like there'd be one big headliner. Yeah. Like Carcass had a tour that was on their way out. And I think there was like a show with Ingested booked as well, but they weren't like that oh, level of lineup, you know, yeah, where there's like four right. crazy international bands. Man, I, I remember the ones you're talking about. Like uh, I remember going to see a show at the Hi Fi that was like uh, the Ghost Inside uh, Morning Type? Morning Type. <laughs> From tide. the Gold Coast? Yeah. What the fuck are they playing? Uh, like, what? I think like. Or I might be mixing up shows here now, but there was like Vale of Maya and like all these all these bands that you would just never see all on the same bill anymore. Yeah. Oh, Actually, I, know. I don't know if that last one's the same gig. Oh, um, well, I saw Vale of Maya play like the Free Your Mind tour that Northland yeah, did. Yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm thinking of. That was yeah. a big jump. Because that was... <laughs> I'm, way, I'm just like, yep, high five, they're all... So but no, that, the right, <laughs> right venue, but I think that's when they changed it to Max Watts or some shit or whatever. I, I can't remember. But no, that was that was Magnum Suffer, Vale of Maya, uh, Thy Art, North Lane, and someone else. Nailed it, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, Volumes. Volumes, yep. yeah, that's the other one. Fucking Good gen- memory. Genty as shit. Oh, yeah, it was a fucking sick venue. Uh, <laughs> a, a sick gig. I love that shit. Um, oh... Yeah, like, and yeah, again, that one was, and I saw Cannibal Corpse play there too. Yeah, right. I don't, I honestly don't remember who opened or played with them, but I think that was just them, mm-hmm. themselves, that came out to it. I have no idea who opened for them, didn't give a shit. I just wanted to see Cannibal when they came. Yeah. Like, that was the fucking main thing. And then, oh, the other one I saw was, uh, I, I can't remember who else played with them. Oh, it was Abigail Williams with um, Hate Eternal and Nile. Mm-hmm. That was one of the ones that I saw as well. That that one was fucking psycho. I think that's who it was com- I was thinking of was coming out with ingested before it. Oh man, hit, yeah. I I really wanted to because I got I remember listening to their first release Ingested's, and that was fucking psycho to me too. Yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty heavy I, stuff. And so I've always like kind of like wanted hope, you know, because like you listen to certain bands and like you know that they've never toured to Australia before, sort of thing. Mm. And like I'm pretty sure Ingested have either come here once or not at all. I can't remember. But 
they're one that I would really like to see. I know I Declare War came out here at one point, and mm-hmm. I really wished I'd seen them. Yeah. Uh, Oceano, I think, came at one point too. Yeah, yeah. Really wish I'd seen them. Because they were meant to play a tour with um, Make Them Suffer and Boris the Blade back in the day, but that that kind of all fell apart, but then they still kind of kept the tour and they got a couple of other bands to come on, but it wasn't Oceano. Yeah. And I was like, fuck! Ah. Yeah, I think it was like in fear and loathing and make them suffer and it was like a really weird mix of like yeah because like in fear and loathing are like kind of like almost got that posty sort of metal corey sound and okay. then you've got um, them. make them suffer who have uh, got that sort of the the synthy but like the black death corey sort of sound mm-hmm. if you have you ever heard any of their demo shit the demo right. shit is like raw death metal synth shit. Like yeah, it's right. the, it's so funny to like <laughs> hear that and then hear what they are now. Like yeah. it's so fucking insane. And that, yeah, I don't know who uh, uh, the new guitarist they got. Nick. Yeah, he's yeah. got some catchy riffs, man. He can write a riff. Yeah, we like sort of bumped in when we were in Japan. They yeah. were playing in Tokyo the same night. We just happened to be there. Oh yeah, so yeah. Like, um, yeah, we we had Mick from Versions Crown with us, and he knew someone who was able to get us into like one of their shows. And, yeah, so we yeah. got to see them play in Tokyo, which was fucking awesome. Fuck yeah! But like the gnarly thing was, all the local Japanese bands were like as intense as Make Them Suffer, if not gnarlier. Like no shit. the caliber of Japanese band was like so high. Is it still Just, sort of in that same sound as well? Like the or, or like is everything like that? They were so well versed in every style of like metal metal core death like they just mixed it all together and like it wasn't like that their songwriting was next level it was just like they could play yeah like their performances were so tight it was, yeah it was crazy they oh and, and, do they sing in english or do they sing in in japanese uh mix of both mix of both wow that's yeah. there's some crazy trippy. japanese bands that just have like no limits it's awesome that's cool <laughs> they do everything it gives you a whole different avenue as well like mm. to be able to just like jump from one language to another and shit that's why I've kind of like I've really enjoyed like any band that has like some sort of like Mexican influence and shit as oh, well because yeah. they usually have like some sort of like uh, I, it must there must be a, one of the guys from this band Two Piece uh, must be um, must have Mexican descent in him or he is Mexican because like some of their songs have like the Spanish speaking shit in it and oh, like okay. even he's like speaking Spanish when he's like saying some of the parts and then it goes into English again yeah. as well. I love that. That's yeah. cool. It just throws in a whole other dynamic of intensity. You're just like, what's he saying? Yeah, but he's so angry when he says it and then he goes back into fucking shouting and shit and you can understand There's it. There's some and you're sick like, death metal bands from Spain too, yeah. Oh man, like just every, oh, well not Spain, but Italy, they got Flesh God as well. Like mm-hmm. I love Flesh God. They're, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very intense band. <laughs> they, they, seriously, they don't have one slow song. They do, but I mean like every other song that they've written. It's, it, I always just think it's like everything cranked up to 11. Like the drums are just like as fast and hard as you can go. The guitars are just like trimming the whole time there's it's, it's cranked up in there and then like no boundaries on the singing you just do everything like it's... yeah <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing slow about them apart from like the one like the 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 instrumentals that they do at the start and the end or you it's usually at the end i know every release that they did for a while there like uh oracles labyrinth they were all like the self-titled from their release and it was all like piano and shit mm-hmm. um 
then I think they did with The Fool. I think it was called The Fool. Um, they actually had like a an opera singer come in and do a song as yeah. well. And they had their keyboardist playing in the background as well. That was cool. And then it goes straight into, like, what you're saying, like, fucking through our scar shit, like, fucking, yeah. That, that, it's the most wild fucking song. And it's just from start to finish, there's no slowing down. Like, what a crazy concept. Like, again, how do you think of that shit? Like, let's just play as fast as we fucking can. We can make it a song. Trust me, we got this. Nah, there's sick bands all over the world. Yeah. They all got their own approach to it, too. Mm. Awesome. I I kind of wish as well like a venue like the Globe Theatre would have been fucking sick if it was still going. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, f- see, uh, I don't know if this and Tomb ever played there or not, but I do remember seeing, um, again another one, Make Them Suffer played with War from a Harlot's Mouth, uh, who oh, were also go. fucking sick. Um, Thy Art and the Bride, oh, they yeah. played at the the Globe. And I don't think you've ever seen something as funny as like a mosh pit on an angle, on like, an angle. You know, because if on the on the I think it was on the right hand side, it's on a slow uh, slanted fucking oh. flooring because it was a theatre. So oh, the seating yeah. plan and the design of the building was that the seats would go up, scaling up, because so you could see the stage. Um, there were no seats in there, so yeah. you were walking into a fucking like an open building area. That was on an angle. Yeah. And then seeing the fuckers try and say, yeah, circle pit. And then seeing it on, there were so many people fucking tripping and shit uh. just because like they can't do balance and you're running in a circle. You're going to get dizzy. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, that was a really cool show to see. And they don't do stuff like bring back circle pits. I wonder if I'll ever get, oh. will ever be allowed to do that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That would be sick. Yeah, I I miss the old like circle pit days and shit. Getting a wall of death cranking as well was fucking crazy. <laughs> like I remember my first ever one that I got into was when I saw again Princess Theatre, uh, Caliban from Germany. Mm-hmm. They they came over and they were supported by Her Nightmare uh, and another hardcore band. I think yeah, open for them as well. I can't remember for that one but I mean her nightmare was sick that brought it like there was only maybe and that was the crazy thing about that show too was that there was only maybe about 100 people there yeah Can, and like the capacity for that thing was like well, I don't know 400 maybe 400, 500 and I thought to myself when I saw the flyer I'm like fuck yeah who wouldn't come and see Caliban they're sick mm. clearly not that many people you yeah. know like it was kind of disappointing but also it was uh, pretty cool with the fact that it was the first wall of death that I got to go in with a smaller crowd, so I didn't get so fucked up, <laughs> you know, but I still got yeah. fucked up. Like, you're just running straight at each other, and it's like, <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? You're going to get yeah. fucking hurt. But you do that shit. I've been hurt more times trying to get myself out of a bad situation in a pit than I have, like, actively trying to do something like a wall of death or something <laughs> stupid, you know? I'm just that guy that's always standing to the side that gets his drink knocked out of his hand. He's like, ah, oh, should have yeah. stayed at the back. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been that guy too, but, like, I, I make sure that um, my... I, if you spill my drink, I'm gonna fucking, kick, <laughs> I'm gonna kick you real hard back into the pit. And if you get mad, I'm gonna point at my drink and be like, "Fucking!" If you start getting snippy with me, mate, I'll come in there. I'll do my throwdown shit. Let's fucking go. Oh man, I got punched in the face at a gig for that. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, 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 I get it as well. Like, I get the whole moshing HXC shit, whatever you want to call it, crowd killing crap. 
Um, but it's got to be the right venue. It's got to be the right mood. It's got to be, or like, if you know, it's like, say for example, it's like a warehouse show or some shit and people are just fucking jumping all over each other. There's no one standing still. And yeah, sure. Do that shit. Set it up. Go jump on each other. Mosh pit, fucking crowd surf, all of that. But if there's people just actively standing and watching and don't want to be a part of it, and then you're like doing all that, and then they're like putting their hands up like, hey, oh, wait, no. I don't think you're in the right place to do it, man. Like, I've I've been kicked in the head, um, concussed from it and shit. Like, mind you, I was younger then, and I didn't really know that I was walking in the middle of a pit. (laughs) And I just, dunk, like, fucking, where am I? You're at a show. Holy shit. I think i might have been concussed you go to gigs long enough you're gonna cop something eventually yeah <laughs> Unfortunately. yeah that's exactly right and you know like i learned my lesson not to walk through the middle of a pit yeah. ever again especially if it's like oh that was an. i think when you were saying before as well at the well, just like knowing what they do like sometimes they do those backwards spinning kicks like you don't really expect it's Ooh, gonna come yeah. that far yeah i remember some... getting clocked in the head one time at the the lab oh yes place. i do remember the line i happened to be standing in front of a metal post so when this dude like did this spinning kick and hit me my head just went back and hit the metal oh, post dude, <laughs> i was like that, oh that was like to see my friend's band what is this oh dude <laughs> that's the fucking worst because it's not you're not expecting to get hit either so you just you just like oh fucking oh you're so angry you're just like yeah i would be I'd be ready to throw down from that shit too. Cause I just wanted to have a good time. <laughs> I just wanted to veg out, have a drink. But no, I had to get kicked in the fucking head. You know, again, sometimes the venue really matters like mm. uh, for that too. Like the lab was good for all ages shows and shit. And for people to like, I guess, learn the etiquette as well. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the one at the zoo goes. Hopefully, everyone behaves themselves, so I can put on heaps more shows there. Yeah, right. Is this your first show that you're putting on, like through Black Blood, or? Uh, I've always just kind of put the shows on myself and just thrown the name up there. So I don't know. Right. Makes some kind of sense, but yeah, the the first time putting one on at the zoo, yeah. Um, so you don't actively like put on shows like on a regular basis. It's like more so like if you want to tee something up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. Um, like you're not wanting to just like have more other people come on and do a thing you're just like I want to play a show yeah. let's try and see if I can get these people on and let's do it more or more, less yeah I just yeah. feel more comfortable booking my own band's shows and you can kind of like invite your friends bands to play rather than mm-hmm. um, I don't know having to ask someone if you can play a bill kind of thing like want to just like ask yeah. your friends bands if they want to play with you and at, at the end of the day like uh, we, we just want to play a show yeah <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. it's, it's not trying to like i don't know we don't have a specific goal we just wanted to play a show and they're the bands we wanted to play with so we yeah put the show on put it on yeah fucking get it going i mean i i, I don't want to like try and be a promoter or anything yeah, like that it's, yeah. it's kind of just... like that'd be just one more thing to add to the list of already fucking too many things that i do no like, no no <laughs> yeah and i mean again like we've we've been chatting away all this time and i'm like just thinking to myself now I've still got fucking two other bands to ask you about as well like we've done Resin Tomb and Snorlax we haven't done Descent yet which is I think probably one of the more well known bands that that's been around for a fair while and then a very new band that you've just started as well or that's been kind of been writing for a while but it's only sort of just uh, come out now that it's all been promoted and stuff so you got Feculin and Descent so how about we'll start with this, uh, we'll start with Feculin and then we'll go with Descent um, Feculent is just straight up 
fucking death metal, which I love, and it's got that old school death metal element, and I think that comes from Caleb as well. Like he loves his old school death metal shit. You know, he loves his Cannibal Corpse, and yes. so do I. Yeah. So it's a uh, that was a pretty easy page to both get onto. I could I could I could hear it straight away with that with that first song. Da 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 da. You know, like I'm like fuck. Any money tells me Caleb wrote that riff. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking A. No, he, he wrote yeah. all the guitars except for uh, oh, when the demo comes out, track one, I wrote that one and he wrote all the rest. Yeah, right. And yeah. we sort of just like, he'd bring a riff in and I'd just kind of help him write it from the drummer seat and just be like, let's try and just go like this riff, this riff, and then that one and we'll try and see what happens from there and it all sort of came together. Um, the idea sort of started and Caleb put it out there on Facebook. He wanted to start a death metal band and I was like, pretty keen to play drums in a death metal band yeah so okay i, I was like oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a go man like we had a jam and he like turned up and he had riffs and he was keen and his gear all worked and he yep. fucking paid his share of the jam and i was like all right sweet <laughs> we're on yeah right and so this <laughs> hard was... to find sometimes you fucking a yeah so like... death metal band can be a tricky process i oh, well i've heard uh, from caleb's end anyway that like yeah it, it can it can be quite shit like there'll be a lot of people that'll be like keen to do it but like just getting them to do it it's the hard. and it's like physically demanding music too you gotta practice yeah you can't yeah. just be like you can't just like drop it for a while like what I do is that I'll play it for a week or two and like yeah. get real back into it and then I'll get to, like, life will take over or I'll get distracted and I'll be like <laughs> well how do I do this again like fuck I really want to get back into playing again and um and writing because I want to I want to re re uh, reteach myself how to play one of uh one of through the eyes of the dead songs that i learned age okay. back in the day um it was it had nate it, it was the time when they had nate johnson on vocals like he apparently he's a bit notorious for like just jumping between bands or whatever or some shit oh, okay. like he, he like I, I don't know if it's his work ethic or he just fucks around a lot or whatever but he's an incredibly great vocalist but like yeah. i mean he was the original vocalist for uh fit for an autopsy as well oh okay yeah, yeah like he did their early shit but then he left and then they got the whoever they got on now i think yeah you know and i've always liked his style because it's a very sort of like low guttural brutal sound but it's not over the top sort of thing yeah. like you can still kind of understand what he's saying okay, and like yeah. his and he, yeah got and some articulations e exactly and failure in the flesh i think was either uh, no malice was the album that was just i think that might have even been recorded by eric rutten as well oh, right. like i think it might have came out of that same studio because it was just fucking insane and it was a really catchy tremelo riff at the start that that was my big thing back then too is that i really love to play tremelo shit like slayer and fucking yeah. um even like some of the downtune shit like suicide silence they had some songs like that early on that was really like tremelo based and shit loved that yeah loved playing that sort of fast shit and plus they were in drop <laughs> a too so i'm like and i didn't have to tune down all the strings i only had to tune down like the three the, the top three because yeah. they never used the fucking bottom strings <laughs> well half the songs anyway they didn't even use that shit so you just you you're just in like music class and you're like i'm gonna they don't even i had to bring my own guitar in because i'm a lefty I'm, oh, I'm a, okay i'm a special boy i have to get my own guitars and and i can't fucking just go hey give me your guitar and i'll yeah, play this true. shit so that 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 was always a bummer as well is that 
you know not as easy could, to find good you know, second you got you got all these fucking guitars here that I'd love to have a try out on and shit but they're all fucking right-handed aren't they <laughs> yep assholes <laughs> you know so that that's always been my biggest hurdle but I, I got myself an ICSP I've stuck with that for a while because it's you know as, as anyone would call something that they've had for a while it's all reliable you know it's a it's one of those round body EC1000s that I bought off a, a guitarist who was playing in a band down in Sydney or Newcastle, I think. The Storm Picturesque. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, their guitarist was lefty. And I had the choice yeah, between... Yeah, yeah, Cameron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was either it was either go the, the, the black gloss one or the matte one or the red <coughs> one, cherry red one. And I'm like, ooh, I'm yeah. going to go that cherry red. I like that shit. Because I already had another... Because ESP's a... Is that brilliant. guy doing any bands anymore? That other... Not Cameron, the other left-handed guitarist? Um, I don't know, to tell I, you I the truth. I didn't hate that last uh, Storm Picturesque album. That wasn't I thought, too bad. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, 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 I remember it came out around the same time as like Northlane and stuff. And yeah. I was like, kind of that... more into that than the Northlane stuff. I was like, oh, these guys have got... Yeah. It, more metal. It, it, <laughs> it had that... Yeah. I, I know the sort of sound like vibe that you're talking about as well. There was that area... Of, uh, era for like a year or two where bands were kind of like um, kind of going for that sort of like progressive sort of metalcore sound and mm. like kind of getting a little bit uh more clean stuff involved with it yeah. not just with the with the singing but the the uh, the guitars and shit as well yeah. they were doing a bit more of that too yeah I, I i get that era yeah so and then anyway wrong era uh death metal vibes with feculent is what we're after Yes. I can't remember what fucking name, uh, what the the meaning of the name was, but Caleb explained it to me last time I talked to him about it. But it's kind of like a, an abbreviation or like, like fecal matter. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like it basically means of shit. Of shit. <laughs> is it a reference to everyone in the band or is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like a very good reminder not to take death metal too seriously. Fair. That's Fair. all it is. Yeah, and like I look at the artwork now. Uh, I'm thinking of the artwork now. Now that I know that, and that circle in the middle, all I think of is an asshole. Now. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think of. So fucking thank you for that. And like your band photo as well. That cracked me the fuck up because it was like, to it had that era of '90s early death metal. We're yeah. starting a band. We got to look as fucking evil as shit. Let's all put our hair down and like look like cousin it, right? <laughs> just yeah, and the cliche I was, death metal. Photo. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it works to just do. I thought it was fucking great because I'm like I haven't seen a fucking band photo like that in so long. That was yeah. awesome. I saw Pissgrave did it on the back of their last record, and I was like, I think theirs is at a cemetery or something like that. You know? Oh, of course. And I was like, it oh, is. I'm not gonna go full cliche, but <laughs> yeah, right. Like, of course it's at a fucking cemetery. Like, you know, it would be even better if you did like a menacing black and white photo like that. And you're at like that bounce place. That's just across the road. <laughs> you're all jumping up in the air and your hair's still down and shit. And you're all like menacing looking, but yet you're in like fucking oh. trampolines and like bouncy yeah. shit around you. It was hard enough to get the wind stopped to be able to just get the, <laughs> the hair as it was. Fucking doing it on a windy day. Jeez, yeah. that wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> it took so, a few goes. It's, a, it's only been, it, Feculent's only been going for uh, under a year. Uh, about, about under yeah, a year, yeah. you'd say. I think we were jamming like here and there on and off for about a year until we had all the songs and we actually recorded all the songs before we sort of the feelers out there to try and get a vocalist yeah yeah um and then yeah mark had been wanting to do a death metal band for ages so 
Yeah, Mark from Shackles as well. Of yeah. course, Mark's fucking a ledge. I love, I love Shackles as well. Huge, yeah, huge influence. He just got it. He just came in and he, he just nailed it. Like his vocals suited the music really well, and the his approach to the vocals like was exactly what we had in mind. He just he just nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, that low guttural sound. Like he he does that shit in Shackles too, but it's at such a fucking fast pace. And it's uh, up and down more more so than anything, where this is just like that straight tone, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like, go as low as you fucking can. Yeah. And get as get as guttural as you can as well, which is always that, again, old school element that comes well, out of it. there's heaps of bands that have been bringing it all back. Like, you, you've got your Tomb Molds and Mortiferum and Innumerable Forms and, like, all these newer bands that are doing death metal stuff that's kind of like, it's it's a very clear tribute back to all the other bands that started it's stuff, it's the like, old sound but with like modern technology almost like you know like yeah. when, when you do the recordings of the shit nowadays anyway like it's yeah fucking leaps and bounds better than what it was back then you know like people do the aesthetic now of doing like old school recordings either if they can't afford it or they just want that that old recording sound yeah and usually they'll put that shit on cassette and they'll release that but that's what they did as a norm back then yeah. you know and then it was only if you got like signed where you'd have the chance to actually well, get out there and have like a studio yeah. back you and like sit down and record rather than it being a fucking demo or some shit yeah. that you put out, right? Even as like happy as I am with how the feculent recordings turned out, it still took so much effort. It mm. was it was so like it was still really hard to make a like tight death metal record. So the appreciation for what they must have gone through to get those records back in the nineties, recording to tape. I'm just like straight into a big console like that is yeah it would have been just a whole like now it's an aesthetic then it was what it's normal there's no pro tools to fix up your drums or anything you just had to be really good yeah (laughs) yeah and it it would show as well like if you weren't that good back then you know you would hear it you know and sometimes that didn't matter as well like their aesthetic back then was sometimes hearing offbeat like drums and shit that weren't quite there but like the recordings being really scratchy and dodgy and you know that it was just like thrown together at the last minute they play it better live than they do on the recording you yeah. know like because they did it like first or second attempt yeah half the time i love i love hearing that shit sometimes too you know um so feculence been it it it's it started like it it's only been like a couple of months now that you've been online per se but it's a process that took at least, yeah, almost a year basically to get going, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, people people sometimes I think forget, myself included, that when you see shit like that pop up, you're like, oh fuck, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. But in reality, like it took a lot of fucking effort. No, yeah, the that, scenes, that wasn't you know? just like a spontaneous COVID project. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> the inception yeah. of that was like 2018 or something. Yeah. <laughs> so then... it had already been something that had been in the talks for a while, you know, and yeah. then it finally fell together. Like, yeah. Fuck. And then like even just kind of, like death metal so broad. So even trying to nail it down to just be able to pitch something to somebody with m- m- like three influences. Mm. If you got more influences than that, it's probably going to get a bit, you know, wish washy kind of like. You might try too much different riff shit. Riff salad kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Once we were able to like narrow it down and be like, all right, this is exactly what we're going to do here. It yeah. Was, it was pretty fun. So you've got uh, a, a, a show coming up uh, pretty soon. And by the time this episode comes out, you'll have played it, I'd say, anyway. so Yeah, um, and the record doesn't 
come out until the 19th of March? 19th of March, yeah. This will be out before that then too, yeah. So. Well, yeah, there's a pre-order for that that has a long sleeve, mm-hmm. and the long sleeve's not going to be available anywhere else except that pre-order bundle. So, like, Ooh. if you do see that long sleeve, grab it, because yeah, okay. it will not be reprinted. Okay, yeah, make sure you get on that one. Yeah. I am a fan of long sleeves. <laughs> uh, is it only vinyl, though, that you're doing it on? or? Uh, Caligari's releasing a tape as well. Fuck yeah, I'm getting the tape. Yeah. Cool, so <laughs> I want that shit. Because, like, again, I don't have anything against fucking vinyls. I, it's just not the collection I want to start now. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm doing my cassette collection, and then, like, I might move on to vinyls and shit, yeah. you know? But, like, I look at vinyl prices, and I go, hoi! Yeah, you got to really Whoa. like the band. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a proper investment, whereas, like, you know, the most I'll spend on a cassette was, I think, yours to be honest because i was looking at it going <laughs> one cassette fucking 15 20 bucks oh yeah. mate you know and you feel like uh, you feel like a jerk having to charge those kind of prices, it's not a dig like, obviously yeah but like especially you... lately you go to the post office i had to send something to france the other day and it cost me like 52 dollars just to mail a cassette to a dude in france and i'm like yeah so you, all right man how, like you you feel like a dick for having to charge a certain price but it's also like these weird times you kind of got to to make ends meet for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, you get it, but... I want to just give everyone a tape. Right. <laughs> I wish I could just Listen like, to my like, shit. Do I'll you like tell, it? Yeah, you can yeah. have one. <laughs> exactly right. You want people to, like, listen to your shit, but you also don't want to fucking short yourself as well. Which it, It's nah, a balancing act, eh? I definitely put a lot of money back out there to other bands, like, buying vinyls and that sort of thing. Like, mm. if, if I like something, it doesn't matter if it's on Spotify, I'm going to buy the vinyl, even if I don't listen to it on the vinyl, just because mm. I'm like... I want to have that. That's yeah. gonna last. You know, if the internet disappears one day, I've still got this vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like kind of same concept with like getting the cassettes for me. It's well, like, like yeah. you know, the band's not getting a lot of money for the streams. Mm. Oh fuck no! So they're like, getting like the vinyl zero zero four of a cent or some shit, like per stream. It's even it's still garbage. you pay fifty dollars for a vinyl at JB Hi-Fi. I don't know how much the band would even see of that, but yeah. I I. I can't imagine it being too much to be honest either but like it'd be better than what you get off fucking spotify though that's the thing yeah like that's garbage i could be wrong with like how much it is but i it's not it's not even it's not a cent i know that like for a stream yeah like, that to me is fucking insane yeah no like, it's not even that it's point zero zero three or something of a cent <laughs> yeah okay so only the bands like that can get over a million plays on every fucking song are going to be the ones that benefit from that shit. Mm. They're the ones that are going to be able to fucking, you know, invest back into re-recording or something like that. And even then, fucking hell, like, even bigger bands and shit, like, might not even have that much, but they might only make, like, 600 bucks or some shit like that. I don't know how it works, but, like, like, every quarterly or some shit, and considering the size of the band and how much viewership and exposure they get they deserve so much fucking more mm. you know it's hard to it's hard to be one of those guys that uses spotify and like uses it to share music that i'm listening to and stuff as like yeah. a promo thing for like my podcast and stuff like what i'm listening to yeah but it's in the same breath like i fucking hate spotify <laughs> you know I, I hate what that piece of shit ceo <laughs> thinks that musicians and artists are worth and it's fucking you're getting the crumbs you're getting the crumbs and that's garbage like it's it's not fair to the artist it's not fair to those that put the hard yards in even if they don't get 
thousands, uh, even if they don't get millions of views and they only get thousands or whatever, they should still fucking get more than what they're getting now. Like, it's a joke. Yeah, like, I think he's introducing some new uh, promo scheme as well, where it's kind of like, if you pay them, they'll push your music further. Yeah, get fucked. Which is right. like... Uh, yeah. You're just cutting out the middleman of like a promoter or a manager, basically. It's like they're trying to eliminate labels and just have everything direct through them. But that's that that's seemingly the thing, though, as well. Everything has like any of those bigger sort of companies have an end game, which is like for them to be the big monopoly, mm. them to own as much shit as possible. It's happening now with the whole Facebook shit, right? That's it, all been basically caused by a greedy motherfucker wanting to have control of like the news in Australia mm. and using his fucking little lackey to like try and act like a big toughie. And this is the second time that they've done this shit now where they dared GM Motors back in 2010 or 2013, I think it was, to leave Australia. And then next thing you know, GM leaves. There goes Ford. There goes Holden. Yeah. That's what killed the motor industry in Australia. Now, same thing's happening again. But with the media, they're trying to flex and say, look, we want you to pay this much or whatever royalties. Facebook is like, get fucked. Yeah. It doesn't work out. What you're proposing doesn't work out in the long run. We're going to pull your viewership of ads and shit like that from Australia, Australian Facebook. And, well, look what happened. It's they fucking did it. Yeah, they, you that's know, a so weird they, one. It's... They've shot. They've shot. They've shot themselves in the foot again for the second time, and it's just so fucking frustrating. Like, and it's it's hurting even like local band pages and musos and shit from being able to share news of yeah. music. They've even taken down like hard times. For fuck's sake, they took <laughs> down a bunch of parody pages of muses and shit like that yeah. because the. The guidelines and, and legislation behind the the, the po- proposal or whatever was so broad, it was so vague on what exactly yeah. was news and what wasn't, that a whole bunch of people's pages and shit, even Facebook's own fucking Facebook page got deleted, for <laughs> Christ's sake, like, and it got restored. But still, it was that broad that the guidelines were just simply like, anything that is, like, news-based needs to fucking go. Yeah. You know? And so even, like, Bureau of Meteorology and, like, fucking, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, QPS pages and shit. Like, half of their news, like, what you see of, like, saying, hey, there's an accident on this road here. Don't fucking go there. Yeah. They couldn't do that yeah. for, for a certain period this morning and shit because it was so broad they just went fucking cool. And then they needed to specify, oh, wait, no, no, no. Things like this need to be able to be broadcasted still. It's different. Yeah. Like, you fucked that up real bad. (laughs) You fucked that up real good. And now more people are going to be fucking hurt by this as well. It's just like, it's a trend that any of these big companies that have a monopoly, like, you see, yeah, uh, Spotify or fucking, you know, uh, News Corp or any of that sort of shit, they just want to kill the industry mm. they essentially want to kill it and own it so they can mold it in their own way yeah and it's fucked like bring back labels bring back fucking diy shit bring back all that you know major signing fucking this band yeah. put them out on a tour all that i want that shit and it needs to stay that way but it's not if you're going to kill it by paying people fucking diddly squat yeah you know pay them what they're worth you know artists are so gypped out 
yeah. by by all of that because half the time they it's seen as non-essential. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? Everything that you look around nowadays out on the roads or in, in any building that you go to, do you hear fucking you hear that background music? Oh, somebody had to have written that to yeah. begin with. Who wrote it? You know, like it's fucking... a complex issue. Like there's a a massive influx in people who can make music now. Mm. Like uh in in one way it it makes things more cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Like because anyone can just make an album at home and put it out there mm-hmm. kind of does force like only the good ones to sort of come come through it's yeah. like it, it almost it's like a harder harder game to get into it's almost like you, you can't just like do it and then want to get paid for it you gotta like sacrifice yeah You're real fucking good at it yeah and hope that you get something back yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, right you gotta go in with that attitude or you're not gonna get anywhere if you think you're gonna come in and just like make money out of music and very sorely mistaken fucking absolutely right and speaking on that topic as well like in in the last band that we're going to talk about uh, that you've been that that you're in is descent like they've been around for what i'd say eight or nine years now uh nearly we started in i think we had our first jam in like 2014 2014 uh so i was I thought you were around a bit longer. I was looking at a flyer in here before, and I could have sworn it was one that was like 2014 or some shit, but I uh, must have just looked at it wrong, whatever. But like, Descent have been around for fucking ages as well, and you guys have just got another album coming out, or you're yeah. recording it now, or yeah, we've we've just finished recording it, and it's been sent off to get mixed and everything. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's just more of the same. It's like Descent. Plus more, <laughs> uh, more refined descent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just keep keep scraping away at that same target. We'll yeah. get, we'll <laughs> so what what brought on descent as well? Like what what kicked off that? Like what was the starting? Um, uh, the vocalist Ant, him and I had been friends for years, and it'd be one of those things we'd always be like, oh yeah, one day, you know, we'll do a band one day. Yeah. And then like, eventually one day we were in the car and like maybe we were listening to Behemoth or something like that, and we were mm-hmm. just like all right, fuck it, let's, let's, let's have a talk to some people and see if we can put a group together. And like, it, uh, it, it like kind of organically all just like happened and it felt really good from the start. So him, him and I had uh, a pretty clear picture of what we wanted to do and we were on the same page about a lot of things. So mm-hmm. like, it, yeah, that's super fun. It's like a, just a awesome little group of friends and we get to play death metal together. It's, it's like, probably looks like we're a real serious band from the outside, but like, we're just stoked to be there like every week at band practice we're just like that's like hanging out with your mates kind of thing and like the the death metal is a bonus that's (laughs) that's funny too because i've always viewed descent as being one of the more serious sort of bands and shit like that Mm. and i don't know i i I, i'm i'm fairly sure i've seen this at one point but i honestly can't remember which kind of sucks but also i'll change that as well next time you guys play a show i'll fucking make sure to come out and check it out yeah we'll have Um, something coming up later in the year hopefully fingers crossed it's a bit like that at the moment as well is it like really half-hearted like wanting to follow through with like gigs and shit you know like oh yeah i mean more or less i'm have a crack at this one oh yeah the the zoo if everything goes good then maybe i'll book some more and go from there yeah it'd be nice to like bring some more bands from interstate to come and play it with everyone but uh yeah oh they might be a bit reluctant still see how it goes yeah oh dude if you can bring meth leopard up (laughs) bring meth leopard up hey they'd be such a good they'll they'll fit like it's the same sort of like 
genre yeah. per se. Like it would fit the mold exactly of what sort of bands and shows that you put on, sort of thing. Where are they from? South Australia. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're doing okay at the moment in terms of like travel and shit. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing in terms of shows or whatever, but I know they they're always writing. They're one of those bands that just like constantly writes and shit as well. Yeah. And, you know, at one point I was like, I really wanted their cassette, that their, their woke cassette. I, I eventually got it and I got it from here, thank God, because they just set up like an Australian uh, website or whatever for the cassettes or some shit. But originally I was like thinking about wanting to get it really badly just mm. for the sake of having it. And I'm like, I really want this. There's no other way I'll be able to get this again sort of thing. And it was like peak COVID time. So everything for like shipping and delivery and all that shit was like at yeah. its peak. There was no way I was going to be paying $5 for a cassette plus $55 shipping <laughs> for a cassette from Europe. Yeah. Nah. No. And then I looked it up from the States and the States, bro, that was twice as bad. And I'm not even joking. Like I, this website was trying to charge me like fucking 90 bucks. Was that just because the dollar... It, well, the dollar and plus it was peak COVID, yeah. like lockdown, everything, people aren't working, they're all getting sick or whatever, like yeah. everything uh, in terms of like, not even just Australia Post, but like overseas too, like everything just got real fucking expensive and shit. Yeah. And like they wanted to like charge, yeah, like it was like 12 bucks for the cassette and then like, yeah, 60, 70 dollars on top of that was shipping. Like, mm, uh, just look, get it local. Yeah, I think I can wait. Maybe I'll go. You know what? It'd be almost as cheap if I spent that seventy bucks on fuel and drove to South Australia in a fucking in 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 a good old diesel or some shit. Get, <laughs> yeah. get there in one or two trips, you know. And it's yeah, th those guys would be fucking sick. Anyway, um, Descent started uh, twenty. Sorry, what what did we say? What did you say it was twenty? I think we played our first show. Yeah, where, where was the first show? Uh, at Crowbar. It was in 2015, yeah. yeah. Back at the old... I say the old Crowbar now. Yeah. <laughs> not that long ago, really, but yeah. How, how long was it going... Sorry to jump off again as well, but like Crowbar, when it was at the bright side or whatever, how long did that last? Like one or two months and then it fucking fell through? Yeah, a couple of gigs. Yeah. Not... not yeah, it didn't, didn't last very long. No. It's no. unfortunate. It's well, I, I, I honestly, when it got announced, I, I didn't even think of, I, I, I just thought, well, this isn't gonna last long. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a dig on anyone or anything like that. But I just, I don't know. You, you know what the fucking local scenes like, and you know, like, groups and scenes and shit like that. Mm. Like, there was no fucking way that Crowbar and Brightside yeah. like was ever sort of like gonna coexist with like their their group base. Yeah. There was no fucking way. Because people would go to Crowbar to get away from the bright side, and people would go to the bright side to get away from people from Crowbar. Yeah. You know? I did both those things. I would do that sometimes. I would do the separation of being like, no, I'm over this shit. I want to go have my have a cheeky reminiscence and like have a VCR at Brightside. You know? Watch a <laughs> yeah, throw up, go get kicked out by throwing up in the toilets and shit, you know? <laughs> Rosie's days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I went to Rosie's once before at fucking. Uh, shut down or whatever holy shit they were some nasty bathrooms though. dude that was a cesspit that <laughs> that whole that whole building just like i don't understand it, it was make them suffer's first show here and they You've played just seen every make them suffer show i, I did for a while yeah. i did yeah 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 when they because yeah i was i was a hardcore fan man i'd, I'd seen them heaps of times and shit now it's a bit harder i haven't i don't I've, I haven't seen them as regularly when they've 
played and shit. It's just been harder to get out. But back in the early days, man, yeah, I'd, anytime they came over, I'd see it because they're from WA. So yeah. like, when they do East Coast shows, they would do the East Coast because they couldn't just do it whenever they wanted to. They're no. from WA, bro. Just, like, no one does fucking shows over there because it costs more to get over there than it does to get a barley. Like, yeah. it, it's a, it's, it's, it's insane, man. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. So bands would never do a full Australian tour because couldn't afford to go to Perth. Yeah. It's so expensive. So a Perth band getting big and coming over and shit. It's good on them because they have been over here a lot. Like, they've done yeah. a lot of touring over the years. I've it, seen their name on festivals and bills for a long time now consistently yeah it's good right yeah like and, and another one of those bands that was like back in the early days that have stuck around for a long time too that uh, kind of like almost like that peak sort of group of bands like you got a version's crown that have been around for ages that are still going and still sound really fucking sick make them suffer a one that's still going red shore was going to do like a reunion thing oh as man well. i hope they come back eh? i had i've got a ticket for that as well oh like, are they coming when, back well they had that reunion show in melbourne that they were going to do, right? Oh, they just postponed it. Yeah, they'd postponed it because of all the COVID shit, but it's been postponed for like over a year now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you wanted a refund, you can still get it, but they've said in the meantime, like, we will do this show, but just hold on to your ticket unless you want a refund. Yeah, no, like, that 856 footage of their last gig is really good. I've watched it a couple of times, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, they had, um, oh, they had, uh, what's the guy's name? I'm pretty sure he was the old vocalist of Pitch of the End. They came up and, and did it, or... Oh, uh, uh, I think he's from Jack the Stripper. Ja- no, that's it, Jack the Stripper. Yeah, yeah. Not... His voice is skits, man. It is, it's yeah. Everything. And, um, no, I was thinking, um, pitch of the end because John Green, the, uh, the old bassist used to pay a play in pitch of the end and his, is it John or no, Jake's the drummer. Uh, and it was Jake and John, they were both brothers and they were playing in the same band at one point. Well, I don't know if they still are now, like with the red shore or whatever, but yeah. And then they had Roman at one point too, mm-hmm. like fucking Boris the blade and was he prom queen at one point no i'm thinking um jamie the vocalist he went from red shore to prom queen yeah that's the one fuck and that one too holy shit i i, I saw prom queen when it was the say goodbye tour and it had crafter on vocals oh yeah yeah oh my <laughs> god that was that that was the gig that i got kicked in the head of um, course it was. yeah yeah because <laughs> it had the red shore touring opening that up right it was like the first tour that they did right after the van accident or whatever and they jumped on the say goodbye tour oh, okay yeah yeah and that was when jamie had just started doing vocals and that had bring me the horizon right before oh, they right. Were, yeah, yeah that was pray for plagues era yeah i didn't go to that show but everyone <laughs> talks like that was the yeah that was, that was fuck, the big one that was funny as shit because they were always think back at that and then now Oh yeah, good old two nine nine. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because I was. It was an under eighteen show. I was fucking sixteen when I saw it. <laughs> you know, it was. It was pretty. Sh- like I'm walking in there going, "Oh, this is this is pretty cool. This is pretty moody." Like it was probably a cesspit as well. There's been so many venues over the years, eh? They just keep chopping and changing their names. I guess know? I was like kind of like hopeful, optimistic. I just thought everyone would get along with the crowbar right side thing. I was like, "Nah, this will be good. Everyone will come together." Mm. But, Nah, mate. Yeah, I don't nah, think COVID mate. helped the situation at all. Do you, do you not know about like metalheads and, and their <laughs> egos, bro? Like just just in general, it's not not yeah. not the purest metal, but like even like the metal corey shit, death corey shit, whatever that group, whatever you want to put it in. Yeah, it's just a lot of ego. 
And yeah. it, you know, like, and it's not a, it's not calling out anyone. It's just something that I've noticed bouncing between scenes and shit. I can kind of understand, yeah. like, when the gig finishes and then the DJ comes out and everyone puts on their S Club Seven dance and <laughs> yeah. gets into party mode. I can see all the yeah, the sort of like no, the metal dudes just being like, yeah, no, nah, this isn't. Me. Yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> Where can I go? Oh, well, Crowbar's not where Crowbar is anymore. Right? So, it, it, they tried. Yeah. Nah, starting know. a venue sounds really hard. I, it, would, it, I probably wouldn't take that on, but put on the odd show and hope for the best. Hope no one gets hurt. Hope everyone plays well and it, <laughs> everyone's yeah. able to get paid. That's the end goal. End goal. <laughs> That's the main so, thing. Yeah. And so, how many how many records of Descent put out now? Uh, just a demo, a full length, and this will be our second record. Second record, okay. So, so was it was it a, a full release that you did for the first as well? Because like sometimes bands will do a demo and then maybe an EP and then do an album sort of thing. No, we sort of we did the demo and then we kind of just jumped right in and wrote an album. And it was only nine tracks, but it was a full twenty five minutes of music, which is like that's all you need really you don't, you don't need more than that you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> unless know. unless you're going for that vibe like yeah. telling a story sort of shit you know then yeah like once you get get over that 30 minute mark it's like all right well what are what are the songs like yeah. why are they why is it this long like why are they dragging out because that's what it feels like sometimes and you don't want it you don't want to feel like that no. you know because then you'll be like oh i would really like this but there's this part right now that you're doing where you're making them too long yeah no. <laughs> trim the fat this the new one's longer than the other one mm -hmm. i think we we did hit the 30 minute mark or close to or something like that but yeah. it's like less tracks less so, tracks yeah so the songs are a little bit denser yeah okay um so a little bit longer as well like yeah yeah just a little bit like i mean kingsley's totally outdone himself on the drums mm -hmm. but we've like really pushed it further than the last one it's okay. kind of like we're not relying on too many like trash beats to bridge things we're just like keeping it as yeah. intense as, as possible throughout the whole thing but somehow it ended up being longer so yeah <laughs> yeah isn't that usually what happens though when you start tinkering and shit and yeah. it's a big project you yeah. know like you want to make it fucking worth it there was you know? plans for the instrumental in the middle but Oh, I shouldn't give anything away. No, it's, it's still in there. <laughs> That's all good. These these are the little things that you hear if you listen to my podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, I try to trim the fat and just keep <coughs> only the good stuff. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Like I've 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 heard, um, I've heard some of descent uh, descent stuff before. Uh, I've always I've always rated it. Uh, what, what was it? a foundation of sand? That was one of my favorite songs oh, right, as yeah. well. That I I had that on one of my playlists as well. Yes, Is yes. that the one where it's like da 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 da? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I love that intro, man, because it just <laughs> goes straight into it like full blast. And yeah. um, I've always that intensity that you get too. It's I, I I can't compare it to anything else to be honest. Like no, that's that, like the first time, like it, the combo of like HM two guitars tremming over mm -hmm. blast beats is like. It's like a drug. You yeah. get addicted to it. When you hear that combo, you're just like, oh. When it's got that, when it's got the right <laughs> sound PA set up as well at a live venue too, it just fucking hits different mm. too, you know. And considering everything that's happened and like shows are slowly starting to come back out again, it feels like not long ago I said that last time and then we went into a lockdown again, you know, so I don't want to jinx shit, but like it's <laughs> looking... Oh, excuse me. It's looking promising, though, and that's the main yeah. thing. 
I mean, I, I, I've been trying to get this show going mm. for like three or four months, and this is the first time ever. Like, the venue's stoked, the bands are stoked, and the dates are all lined up, and everything's fallen into place. And I'm like, all right, this, this must be it. This don't. Is what, this is the one I've been waiting for. Fucking sneeze. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, don't do anything that could jeopardize this yeah. gig going on, please, for the love of God. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's crazy to, to think like that's what it's like now as well. Like, somebody sneezes and like you're in a lockdown i'm not saying that's like you got to do what you got to do right like this is these are the times but like again these times are fucking weird where like you know you'd think back then like people spilling shit over each other and fucking sweat and alcohol and just a horde of bodies just like going over one another i think if we kept doing that we would have kept our immune system pretty strong you know? <laughs> yeah. but you know i it doesn't the rona doesn't work like that but you know you get the joke but it's it it is it's what needs to happen and you want getting everyone like out and being social again yeah it's it's a slow process so much of just reading texts from people you can take it's so nice like lately things have been going back to normal and like bands have been coming to the studio and getting to catch up with people and have decent conversations at length face to face yeah oh yeah Instead of online as well, How good you is know, that? It, it's such a, it's such a refreshing change to go back to. Yeah. Mm. And as long as everything stays sweet, we should be able to do it. So I, yeah, like I can't wait to see that show at the zoo. That one will be fucking sick. Uh, and yeah, you've got heaps of stuff going on right now. I'm just looking at the time and I'm thinking we might, um, we might wrap her up anyway. Yeah, man. Cause you've still got shit to do. That's the fucking crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like you've got a couple of hours before you've got a deadline to meet. <laughs> and I'm thinking, fuck, I'm taking up your time, mate. No, that's all. Know? There's always drum editing to do. It's like, <laughs> never ends. There's always shit to be done. Well, I mean, you've got so much going on already. And it's really good to see. It's always, I mean, it's always good to see. Like, just, just local people doing really cool shit. Um, and it's really good shit, too, might I add. And it's not just talking shit up or whatever like anything that's been attached to uh your your audio um setup as well as your bands has just been pretty fucking solid you know good releases good sounds and I, i really enjoy what you do so there's definitely something worth checking out in terms of uh the bands that he's in which is descent snorlax resin tomb and feculent and they're all active that's the fucking crazy thing as well i like, mean like snorlax isn't really a live band that's more of like a studio thing no but yeah but, like it's yeah. still an active thing that yeah. you're writing and you're going to put out at some point right yeah. so whether or not you see it live it's still shit that you're doing as well as recording bands and 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 getting them in one after the other too as as shit opens up like i'm really looking forward to see how the rest of the year goes out for you as well like we're only in february yeah what the fuck and i mean again as well like we're already in february it's like almost march like it's almost my fucking birthday and i'm like oh i don't want to deal with that shit i don't it's only february but holy shit it's february Yeah. yeah yeah it's fucking insane everything's going so quick too quickly for my liking but yes, you've got, you've got four bands that are actively going right now. You've got a recording studio that you can come and check out and inquire within, of course, as well. And you can also check out 
Resin Tomb playing with uh, Shackles and Disentomb and... Deliquids. Deliquids. Deliquins? No. No? It's like, yeah, Q-U. Oh, right, Deliquis. Yeah, yeah. It's leaky leaky uh, human body shit uh whatever it is not not actual shit like uh uh just like your body breaking down into a liquid essentially really gross shit but it's typical <laughs> typical death metal shit i mean disentomb go listen to their shit it's the same you know but it's the technicality that most people go for that shit i think they kind of look past it and know that it's a fucking joke and as long as you're not a piece of shit <laughs> we'll listen to you and we'll like get amongst it you know so that's going to be a fucking killer show. Um, yeah, Feculent's new release is coming out uh, in March. And uh, maybe Snorlax down the track. And then um, Descent is going to be later on down the down the track too, probably this year at some point. And plus with the shows coming out with that too. So you got a lot going on, man. So it's definitely something worth, um, you know, checking out and keeping an eye on. So again... Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for the, thanks for le- inviting me into your uh, into your home no, and, no, no. and checking this shit out. More than welcome, man. Thanks for coming to check it out. Yeah. Thank you for the kind words. I'll try my best to keep all the caliber of music up to that same standard. Oh, from look, here don't on. don't use me as a guideline, man. I'm just a shit talker. Like that's <laughs> that's all I am, and I just really enjoy music. I got no qualifications behind me, none that I use here anyway. You know, so I'm just a lover of music and and. and luckily has an avenue where you can come down and sit uh sit and chat and plug your shit and like get a chance to have your stuff go hey you want to know more about my stuff or whatever go listen to this so i don't have to talk to you about it (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding but yeah no i appreciate you coming on man and like i really look forward to what happens for the rest of the year so we'll we'll probably jam a couple of your songs throughout this episode i'll find some places to put them in um and i'll see if i can get myself one of each uh snorlax and well fuck that'd be four songs um we'll make something work because <laughs> there's a lot of shit to listen to yeah but anyway man um appreciate it once again go sh- go like your shit on facebook and oh well facebook's being an asshole right now <laughs> just just go follow his shit just yeah. go follow his shit go so check it out like, and keep in contact one audio is me and all the links to my bands are on that one so Maybe everyone's going to have to get back to making websites again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Oh, well. Let's see how Let's see how the rest of the week goes. It's not even fucking Friday yet. Jesus Christ. The world's going crazy. All right, man. Let's get going, eh? All Thanks right. for having us. Yeah, likewise, dude.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.